Log Talk Radio. to the Larcher and Lawrence Sports Show podcast. We record this thing every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on blogtalkradio.com. Thanks so much for listening. If you're listening on the podcast, which I know we have a lot of listeners on the podcast, now, I just want to say thank you. Yeah, thank you. Of course. So thanks for listening. Some of you are listening to us on iTunes. Those of you with iPhones and Apple devices and all that. Others might be on the Stitcher Radio app. Stitcher Radio, tons of podcasts available there as well, including the Larcher and Lawrence Sports Show. This just in, the White Sox are up 2-0. Hey, we got a winning baseball team here. There have been a lot of teams winning in Chicago today, Al. There was eight innings of winning baseball on the north side today. But in the end... That's why the song's appropriate right now, because the irony, a hundred years. Happy on the 100th birthday celebration of Wrigley Field. It comes blowing. <sighs> and you were there. Yeah, I was. Uh, my mother and I went up there for the game. Uh, she just wanted to catch the Diamondbacks, and then we, caught, we found out it was going to be the 100th year. We thought, yeah, let's do it. Uh, we talk a lot of Chicago sports. We talk other things as well. Sometimes we go WWE. Sometimes we bring Cliff and uh, Cole Miller in. Talk some UFC. Once in a while, some WWF. Well, or WWE, whatever you call it. Yeah. Uh, I, I did watch the Warrior thing. Did you? Yeah, we'll have to bring that up later. I'll write it down here. Thanks for listening. At Larcher Lawrenson on Twitter. At Larcher Lawrenson on Twitter. Search us on Facebook. You can find us there. We are members of Chicago's Comedy Group, Comedy Accident. We'll be telling you about that show later on as well. But I'm going to hand it over to my partner, the only Alfred Ferdinand Larcher III. Well, thank you for joining us on this 76th episode, which is the Steve it McMichael is. episode. This is oh, the good McMichael call. tribute yes, sir. show, where you can say anything you want to say. Just, just let it be free. Just let it be tonight. Um, topic, conventional wisdom and authority. We have a text line. You can text us at 773-559-1. Eight nine, he is the legendary Clark Lawrence. Hey now, he is a, a sports fanatic, a member of Comedy Accident, and a diehard Cubs fan. Who I am. Witness today, the Cubs being the Cubs, as they always are, in yeah. losing. Yeah, it was a lot of Cubs being Cubs. Um, Don't you think if you're Rick Rent, uh, Rectoria, Ricky Renteria, is if you're going by these days, if you're Rick, if you're Ricky Rectoria, yeah. Don't you give the speech beforehand, like, hey, listen, hey, everybody, 
We can't win the we can't win the World Series this year. Yeah. We're probably not going to win many sure. games. Sure. This is our hundredth anniversary of this historic place of the world's largest uh, weekly bar or game bar. Yeah, like a, it's a big bar where everybody's just getting drunk. Right. There, there are. I will not deny it. There's a lot of people just getting drunk. Boys, tonight, let's put on our best effort. Let's go out there and win one for the city of Chicago. What did you give Let's that be speech? strong. Win a game for the city of Chicago. They should fire this Rick Renteria immediately. They should Just have. As soon as the game was over, Just they should have said, adios, you amigo. You ruined the 100th anniversary, the 100 years happy birthday celebration. Get on out of here. I'll tell you this much, Al Larker. Lark, larker? Larker. 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 larker than life. Uh the, the first two nights, they were hitting the snot out of the ball in Arizona. And then for the first eight innings, at five, it was five, five to two going into the ninth, I believe. It was five to one, another point. I mean, they had it under control. Just a, uh, a, uh, a ninth inning collapse, which uh, my guess is that we've seen it a time or two at Wrigley Field before, uh, where the top of the ninth doesn't go quite as planned. Mm-hmm. But uh, what? The final score was uh, seven to five. 7-5, to five, reminiscent of that game when I was in Nashville watching the Blackhawks play. They lost to the Predators that day, 7-5. to five. My, Which, we're going to have to talk about them tonight. This is our Blackhawks pregame yeah, show. Oh, my God, yeah. We show, got uh, yeah, tons of Blackhawks. And the NFL the Chicago Bears schedule came out today. Did it really? We'll talk about that. We'll go oh, through the games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm happy to talk about it. I don't know if you know this. Uh, Conrado Marino, yeah. you, know that you know him? No. He is 102 years old. He was the oldest living NBA player, M- MLB player, pardon me. Yeah, major league. Well, he's football. dead. W- when did he die? Right after the Cubs lost. Really? He just watched dropped. the game and then he, he watched away. the game. He said, this is it's just two days prior to his 103rd birthday. Uh-huh. He watched the game. He said, life not worth living. I have waited over 100 years for the Cubs to win a World Series. They should fire Rick Ranaria, but they won't, so I'm going to die. And then he died, so very well, sad. I, I'd just like to say rest in peace to that to that gentleman there. 102 years he did it. Yeah. yeah. Just two days shy of 103. All right. My great-grandfather lived to 103. He, uh, he was born in 1898, and uh, so he got to see two Cubs World Series, because if you don't know it, Oh, that's a great picture. There's a picture of the old man smoking a cigar, with, a cigar with, the, uh, with a Cuba shirt that looks like a Cubs shirt. Oh, yeah. What, is he smoking a Cuban cigar? I think he's Cuban. Oh, okay. He's a Cuban. I get it. Yeah. No, my grandfather got to see the Cubs win back-to-back World Series in 07 and 08. Uh, the, I believe the 07 one was against the Chicago White Sox. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm glad you mentioned the Chicago White Sox. Was right now they're beating their rival. The Detroit Tigers. They're still two to nothing, I presume. And in my lifetime, hell, in the last decade, I witnessed the Chicago White Sox win a World Series. And let me tell you, Clay, I know you can't relate. I know you can't even fathom no. the feeling of winning a World Series. But as a guy who's not even a baseball fan, what my soldiers did at the cell, what they did in winning that World Series... Those kids could play. So you're a White Sox fan now. I've always been a Sox fan. You're, I thought you were a Yankees fan. Well, I like Last the Yankees. Last week you were yeah. a Yankees fan. No, no, no. no I like the Yankees, but let's clarify. So you are a White Sox fan. I do like the White Sox. Okay, go, 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 White Sox. You know the song. When I was a kid, we yeah. used to go, and we lived, we lived on in the Northwest Burbs, so we should have been. Do you call them the Burbs? Yeah. You, you call 
from the burbs. I grew up oh. in the burbs. Okay. All right. Prospect Heights. It sounds like a like a thing to do like the kids are doing, like you're shortening words. I mean, use, use your words. Suburbs. We didn't say the suburbs. No. We didn't see the Tom Hanks movie, The Suburbs. No. We saw the movie, The Burbs. Oh, okay. Right. It's so a common expression. So you called that based on the, uh, the movie. No, it's, it was always, I grew up in the burbs. That's what you say. Tom Hanks lived in the burbs of Chicago, didn't he, in that one movie? I don't know. I didn't pay that much attention. The, the Bob so Seger song, all of that. Yeah, it was John Hughes one. Oh, well, most John Hughes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Of course. So, again, you you, let me just, yeah, I was just getting to the point. You yeah, can't relate. It was you about cannot the relate to the feeling of being a world series, and you probably never will. And for that, I, I do apologize. Well, uh, I have lived in this neighborhood for 10 years, in and around this neighborhood, different parts. I currently live three and a half blocks from the stadium. And Just coincidentally, our studio hoping. happens to be three blocks from the stadium. <laughs> Amazing how that works out. Three blocks from everywhere, you know? It's geographical oddity. Uh, yeah. Just hoping that it'll happen and waiting. Um, I don't know if the neighborhood will come down or what will happen when it finally does happen. Well, it never will, so we don't really have to worry about Al, it. Al, it's, it's not as far off as you think, my friend. Oh, I, really? I've been talking about it for weeks with you. Theo and Hoyer, they got a plan. Ricketts hired the right guys. They were hired to do it in Boston. In Boston, they were able to get it done a little quicker because they had a lot more talent on the field to begin with, mm. for one thing. I see. And then a lot of things fell into place. So that's the excuse we're going with. No, I think. Things are falling into place. What's, what's wrong with the team? It's pitching. And when it comes time, they're going to buy the pitching. And, and that was the issue today was obviously pitching because they gave up all those runs in the late innings. Oh, let's the bull, the let's bull get pen. a couple of these guys up. Baez, once, once he's down for enough games, and I think he's healing up all right, once he gets back up, he'll, he'll be able to play at, at the big league level this year. I think Mike Olt needs to play more. Uh, they need to get Olt in there at third base, get him playing more, because he's really been hitting the snot out of the ball. Yeah. And, and yeah. that's, that's my cup song. It's but too bad it's just that's for it. nothing. You know, I uh, I emailed buddy uh, Theo. I, he didn't get back to me yet. No, you, you still haven't heard from him. I said, T.E., listen, buddy. You know, and I told him he really should have fired Rick to Rhea. everyone call him T.E.? Well, I do. All we close, got a relationship. Just close friends. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He's, he's a good guy. I mean, he listens. You know, last course, year when I said yeah. you had to get rid of uh, Dale Swain. What did he do? He got rid of him. Got rid of him. Uh, have you made the call about Ricky Renteria for messing up the 100-year birthday? Well, no? I text Theo today. You, what, did you hear any, anything back yet, or is he pretty busy? Well, he, well, didn't, a lot answer, of people... he didn't Thee didn't answer my email. No. So then I texted him. I said, Thee, listen, you know, you got to do this. And he said, well, it's a contract deal. They really can't do it. Oh, yeah. Right he was now. able to get a text out? Because I yeah. know maybe a lot of people couldn't get their text out because there were so many people up there, up at, up at Wrigley today. And losers do tend to, to, to put a negative energy out there that blocks cell phone. Is it how that works? Speaking I of losers, I mean, are, are, are the poor Chicago Blackhawks go from, you know, well, this should be a walk in a park to, uh-oh, we're down to. Who's that, Chicago Blackhawks? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I, don't think they they ever thought, back. I don't think they ever thought it should be a walk in the park. The thing, St. Louis was, was down. Uh, they'd been losing going into the offseason. And then the, the Blackhawks played them to two overtime games down there, one of them triple overtime. I mean, you can't really take that away from them. The, the good news is they came back up here, Al, on Monday night and uh, turned things around a little bit. Got the yeah. big, uh, what, 2 nothing victory. Corey Crawford in a must Shut win. him down. Yeah. Shut him down. I got to tell you, in that third period, I was really hoping that uh, – I was really hoping they scored the goal a lot earlier. But they finally – they got it done um, late. 
uh, believe it was open net, made it happen, sealed the deal. They got the victory. The, the thing about it is, even with a minute left, you're not comfortable. In, in that no. game, especially with the way the Blackhawks have played, uh, St. Louis at times looked like they were on the power play when they weren't on the stinking power play. And the Blackhawks, they've got to learn to score on the power play, man. You have that extra one, and, and they're not doing it. I, and it. I think it might just happen only when I watch, because whenever I no. watch the games, they can't get it done. They've got a man advantage, can't get it done. In they need the, to score on that tonight. I, I think that might. If they can score on the power play, they can, it's an easy victory. Yeah, I, they've had a problem with the power play for years now. It's, it's not a, a new thing. Yeah. It's been going on and on. They're one of the worst power play teams in the league. And, you know, you want to you chastise them for that. You want to say, hey, guys, you can't do this. You can't win. But, I mean, they have won. Yeah. And they continue to win. And yes, they do. And I hope they pull through this. And I hope we have another parade to go through this summer. Well, in- no problem. Yeah, they could get there. It's that really easy. Good. Hey, you can call us if you're listening live at 888-787-4827. 888-784... Nope, 787-4827. That's where we're, we're available for the phone calls. We also have a text line, the number uh, to text, 773-559-5189. Uh, St. Louis, a little worried about history. What do you have? They have oh, I'm getting there. They have dropped a 2-0 series in the past, and uh, they led Los Angeles 2-0 and then dropped the next four games. So, you know, that was last season. This is this season. They pick up two games again. They're right there in the driver's seat. They see the site, the end game in sight, and then, boom, here yeah. come the Blackhawks again, shaking that foundation, making it, everybody start worried because now the Blackhawks got a little momentum. Yes, Tonight, back home. In yep. Chicago, in the city of wind, in the city of big shoulders, in the city of hockey. You know what? You could say all you want about these Canadians. You could talk all you want up and down about Detroit and yeah. New Jersey, and these people think they know hockey. You know what, pal? We're the champions. We got the title. We got Lord Stanley's Cup right here in our city. And let me tell you this. It's not going anywhere. You're darn right. We are the champions. And I'll tell you what, the guy who put us on his shoulders last, last game in game three, Corey Crawford, held that team around. Jonathan Taves scored that goal in the first period, and Corey Crawford shut out. What a performance. And that's what we were waiting for. We were waiting for that performance from Corey Crawford. That game had a five-goal over-under, Al. If you were a bad man, uh, I hope you bet the under on that game because uh, Corey Crawford held tight, took that one nothing lead straight through, uh, before they finally got the empty netter late, and I, I couldn't be happier with Corey Crawford. What do you think? He steps up again tonight. You think, or do you want to see something like maybe maybe uh, maybe Kaner gets a goal tonight? Taves, the captain, getting the goal the other night. That was solid. Uh, of course, we can't really talk about the Blackhawks without talking about that vicious hit mm. down in St. Louis that keeps Seabrooks out for two more games. Wow, two more games. If the Blackhawks can win this one, Seabrooks sticks out one more game. Yeah, then he's back. Boom. We'll see what happens. Then the magic begins once well, again. I don't know. Uh, what, what's that guy? That guy that he knocked out. <laughs> our, our huge Blackhawks knowledge. It's a captain from over there. Bacchus. Bacchus. Oh, did you catch that where uh, somebody, one of the Hawks guys was caught on camera or on, on the uh, clip from it? Wakey, you, wakey. Yeah, that one. Wakey, wakey. Uh, Baxey or Bakesy or whatever. However you pronounce it. That's going to be my new thing on, in karaoke when I call a name and no one comes up. I'm just going to go, wakey, wakey. There it is. There it is. Yeah, not too much class shown with that move, but man, that was a vicious hit. 
I don't think he had the intentions of taking his head off, but uh, my God, he certainly did. Uh, reminded me a lot of uh, old school football and a guy by the name of Dick Buckus, Al. Dick mm. Buckus, Gail Sayers, on hand at the celebration. They brought out a bunch of the... You saw Dick today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, old number 51 down there next to number 40. They came out. Uh, they were the they were the two uh, Bears players that came out because I mean, they played their entire career there at Wrigley Field. I mean that's where that's where Gale Sayers had that historic six touchdown game, right there at Wrigley Field. Wrigley Field's still in the top ten for NFL stadiums for how many NFL games held. I'm not sure if you're aware of that. Uh, recently, like I think uh, two seasons ago, Soldier Field finally passed it up on that list. Uh, the number one, do you know what it is? Well, no. Uh, most Pittsburgh? NFL games for any NFL stadium in the history. Lambo. It no, it's not. Um, uh, Giant Stadium oh, in New because York. because of the double games. There you go. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Double the Meadowlands. Yeah, the Meadowlands, the new one has a chance to take it over. Yeah. Well, you know what I think would be perfect, Clark? Well, I a nice stiff uh, whiskey drink. Right well, that, you know, that, you never go wrong with that. Yeah. Um, if they turned Wrigley Field into a parking lot and put a nice plaque there... Commemorating all of its history, I what think that would be about? absolutely beautiful. You know, it's time to it's time to rub off the past, start something new, have a uh, new fresh digs for your Chicago Cubs. Rosemont, beautiful city, right off the airport. The city has uh, L trains that head right out there. You could drop all the drunk people off. Beautiful entertainment complex. There's a casino. It's time for the Cubs, I think, to go march into Rosemont. I think things are going well right here in town. I really no, do. No, uh, no, no, no. Bud Sillig, who was on hand today, said that he uh, he is pushing for and is going to make sure that uh, changes are made and that they're able to start making those changes smoothly and swiftly. So not only is Rahm Emanuel behind this, and you know Rahm doesn't mind shutting people down. If he shut down 50 public schools in town, are you telling me that he's going to have trouble shutting down the rooftops? Yeah, so far. Uh, he's he's going to get it done. It's going to happen. You know, he's a piece of trash. Well, whatever. He's an absolutely hey, terrible mayor. He, he's going to get it shut down. That That's what he's doing. He's making things happen in this city. Yeah. He's also going to start charging bicycle riders. Oh, well, that's they're, good. They're going to have to pay for the bikes to have them. They're going to have to have a sticker on it. And then they're building them new lanes where they're going to have tolls on these lanes. Oh, this is such... They're going to put tolls on, tolls on bicycle lanes. Let me down. tell you something, Clark Lawrence. Tolls on bicycle I am a, I am a car Chicago, driver. Illinois. You have the Chicago tattoo. How can you be bad mouth in Chicago this month right now? I love driving, okay? And I yeah. hate the bicycles piss me off to no end. Right. They drive like yeah. assholes. But I do not want my fellow Chicagoans to be legislated against and taxed heavily because they want to ride bicycles. This is such stupidity. It's constantly going on. So now I own a bicycle, okay? Yeah. You do. I'm not a hardcore driver. I don't go driving into the city. But if I want to take my bicycle down to the strip club so I can have a couple drinks and, and, and check out things going on at the Admiral yeah. or go to the hookah bar next door, uh-huh. okay, now i got to have a city sticker on my bicycle. Ride the back streets, F man. you. Ride the back streets. F you. How about this? If you're riding that bicycle of yours, yeah. they're about to start putting uh, devices that can check that chip on your sticker on stop signs that will check and see if you're stopping at the stop signs. I want to see one of these little city people come and put a chip on my bicycle, because let me tell you, that ain't happening. It's not happening. How many tickets will it take, Al? How many tickets will it take? <laughs> well, the, the Detroit just uh, scored. It's 4-2. Four, 4-2 two. Four, two Detroit. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh, well, some things in this town never change. <laughs> hey, now. Things are, it's good to see things on the south side happening as they are in the north. They're in Detroit, aren't they? I believe they are. Yeah. 
Uh, Fox Sports Southwest has a story. Terrell Owens lost a foot play race against ex-NFL players. Oh, yeah? Yeah. At 40, he still wants to play... Uh, he still wants to be on a team. Does he think he can make the NFL? He ran a 40-yard dash against Justin Tyrone and Paul Pratt, who are both still in their 20s, and okay. uh, he didn't win. His last comeback attempt was in 2012 with Seattle, but it didn't pan out as he was cut during the preseason. Just a few months earlier, he was released from the Allen Wranglers, now the Texas Revolution, of the Indoor Football League. So, Drell Owens still out there trying to get things done. He's trying to... They should do, like, a senior league for football. Yeah, that, that would be... You do, they have the senior tour in golf. Right. I mean, what, what is it? Is it is it touch football? It's, it could be, like, Vegas. You know, have, like, eight teams. Uh, I just saw... Uh, Iowa. That's very good. I just saw that a former NFL star recently signed with the... Um, I believe with the Toronto Argonauts. Oh. Or it might have been the Montreal Alouettes. Do you know which former wide receiver NFL star recently signed with the Canadian Football League? Yes, I do. Who is it? I heard this story the other day. Let me let me think of this for a second. Number 85. Yeah. 85. Uh, I, I read try, the damn Try it stories. in Spanish. Try it in Spanish. El Cinco. Yep, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Check it I am a winner. What did you call it? Huh? Chel Cinco? What did you call it? I don't remember. It's Ocho Cinco. Yeah, El, El Cinco. El Cinco. Chad Johnson. The five you, you were close enough. Alex would have given it to somebody, no doubt about it. Hold so it there, cracker boy. I'm not finished. Exactly. Lovey Smith. Did you see who he just signed today? Uh, no. McCowan. No, he already signed McCowan. <laughs> no, I was just messing yeah. with that. But he's uh, very excited about McCowan. He's, he's got a major right, too, doesn't he? I don't know. Yeah, I didn't pay that much attention. I think so. They are saying um, he did cut Karimi earlier. Oh, did right? he? Yeah. Oh, nice. Smart move. No, it's the second time in two years, I think. The Jewish him. hammer. Not quite. No. More like the Jewish pencil. Uh, the yeah, We can do better than that. Door is closing. <laughs> yeah, his, his time. Am time. I leaving? No. It, Gabe Karimi. Uh, oh, what I, was the first offensive lineman bust out of Wisconsin in like 10 to 15 years, and it was, it was on Angelo. Oh, hey, Angelo. I heard him on the game for a second today. Oh, yeah? How'd that go? No, I just heard him. I didn't, I didn't catch any of it. I just heard him. But sounds, okay. like, sounds like he's bringing a lot to the table. He's their uh, football analyst. He's their expert. That's right. Yeah. I, it's good. That's a good hire by them. I, I mean, I'm curious. I want to Oh, know. I agree. Yeah, I'd like to tune in when he's on. It's uh, once a week on Wednesdays, I believe. We, on the other hand, we have some great guests as well. Like uh, mm. Allie Bockler from WCIU is going to be on the show shortly. Oh, did she? We, we don't have a date yet, but it, it's, uh, we're, we're working it out. Uh, agents, uh, our guys are talking to her guys. Beautiful. And uh, she's going to join the show. I was recently on her show a couple weeks ago on her morning show, You and Me in the Morning. I was there. Yeah, I know. What do you mean, You and Me? Yeah, I wasn't there. No, it was just the, you. The name of the show is You and Me. On oh, you, I got you. Like it's you, the you. You's got it. You, you's, right? Yeah, the you's guys. Uh, well, Bernie Mac and I don't know. They they called like Seinfeld a used guy too for that. I loved Bernie Mac. There's a guy who died okay. way too. He was funny. Bernie Mac was a funny guy. Do you remember the movie Mister Three Thousand? The baseball movie yeah. with Tom Selleck. Uh, no, Tom Selleck was like uh, Miss Destiny or Mister Baseball, uh-huh. like years earlier in the eighties. 
and it was kind of remade. The same story, older baseball player, except Selleck was in Japan. This one was an older baseball player playing for the Brewers, and it was Bernie Mac. Mom's in that movie. Crazy-ass kid. She went to a Brewers game, and uh, afterwards, they handed out free popcorn and hot dogs and asked you to stick around so they could film the movie. And they had you cheer and whatnot yeah. along with it. Yeah. Awesome. He was on the Brewers in that. Go Bonnie. You want a quick inaccuracy of the movie? Sure, please. Um, they showed his old highlights um, playing against teams in the National League, such as the Cubs and a few other, other teams as well from his old highlights. But if that would have been real, the Brewers at the time were still in the American League and there were no interleague games. So they would, they would have never at that time played against teams. There's your Easter egg, huh, Al? For the movie Mr. 3000. Not to be confused with Mr. Baseball starring Tom Selleck. Mr. Destiny, that's a Jim Belushi movie. Ugh. Oh, God. Yeah. I know it. That guy. I'm sorry. So speaking of Jim Belushi, who's always doing weird touchdowns in the end zone of the Bears games, and I don't know why. Who Who's doing zones in the Bears games? Jim Belushi. End zone dance. You've never been? Like, they'll be like, you know, the Bears will score, and then all of a sudden, oh, there's Jim Belushi down on the yeah. sideline. It happens all the I time. Know. It's frustrating. Bears Gosh, regular season schedule announced today. It's out. They have, let's see how many Monday night games. One, two Monday night games. Speaking of Monday night games, do you remember this moment? Number 89, the Colts, Mike Yeah, I do. Yeah, there you go. I wish he'd have been there. He played at Wrigley. So the schedule is out. My favorite Bears Monday night game of all time. I forgot who the Bears were playing, but they were about to lose the game. And then Steve McMichael because this is show number 76, wrestled the ball, literally like they were running the clock out. McMichael just grabs the running back and shakes him until he drops the ball, rips the ball out of his hand, Bears get the ball back, and then they get the ball down to like the one-yard line, Mm -hmm. and Neil Anderson drives it in, and the game's over, and everyone's happy, and Monday Night Football ends, and then they say, no, 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 it didn't happen. we got to replay the last play. And they bring everybody back, and then I think we scored again and won that game. Really? Yeah, it was, it was Scored twice. Game was over once. Scored again. Right. I'll be darned. Uh, what do you feel that, since it is our 76 show, I just I want to ask you real quick about Mongo McMichaels. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, what do you feel? It's a two-parter. Okay. The first part is, what do you feel that Mongo's uh, legacy is in prof- the history of professional wrestling? Well, to answer the first part of that question, of that one-part question, that Clark, is the first part. Is, um, usually when you say two parts, go into both parts. The second part is, what is his legacy as a Chicago Bear? Well, let me start with that, because that was first. All right, let's start about Steve it. McMichael's Bears. legacy as a Chicago Bear is that of a, of a lunch pail guy, a blue-collar worker who showed up in the trenches and consistently played at an average or above-average level which is something you don't find in the NFL and not at that position. Yeah. This guy holds the Bears record for most games started in a Bears uniform that isn't a pansy position. So, so Patrick Manley doesn't count. Sorry, pal. No, that doesn't count. Are you a fan of Patrick Manley? I like Patrick Manley, right, good. but he's a long snapper. Yeah. Steve McMichael played defensive tackle. Do you understand how grueling and difficult of a position that is? To have yeah. more starts than anybody in a oh. Bears uniform? Yeah. That is a legacy that they should erase this Patrick Manley from the record books. As much as I like him, they should, they should put a little asterisk and they should say, Steve McMichael's number one, Patrick Manley started more games. 
but he long snapped. Okay. I mean, you could get a woman could do that. So, so an asterisk. So an in the record book. Al Archer is a fan of asterisks in record books. Absolutely. Let it be known. I love Let the asterisk. Let it be known. 61, think about it. Roger Maris, asterisk, because Boom. you had extra games. Babe Ruth still has a home run record. Absolutely. Done. Yeah, absolutely. Steve McMichael worked his ass off. Steve McMichael was a dominant defensive tackle. He wasn't, listen, the guy wasn't a pro bowler every year. Right. But he was mean. He was vicious. And he played football like you're supposed to play football. He is a shining example of an American and a work rate that's worth having. That guy has a legacy that they should make movies about it. Honestly, they should just make They shouldn't. This draft day, whatever the hell they got now with the Cleveland Browns, the stinkers, they should yeah. get that out of the theaters. They should immediately just remove it. Just destroy the, the, the footage, get rid of the tapes. They shouldn't even release it on DVD. There should never be a record of that movie. And they should make Mongo, the Steve McMichael wow. movie. Well, for the for the seventy six episode and for the Steve Mongo McMichael, we'll get to the wrestling thing in a second. But I would be a fool not to bring up his connection with today's one hundred year anniversary of Wrigley Field. Him getting thrown out him of him being the only guy to ever sing the seventh inning stretch, maybe in all of professional baseball. Yeah. The only guy to ever sing it and be thrown out of the stadium from singing <laughs> The seventh inning stretch. Well, not for not for his singing, but for his uh, for taunting yelling. of the blind referee. I still remember that. I think the umpire is still in the league. Angel Hernandez, right. and he yelled down and said, "I'm going to meet that guy in the parking lot." And the guy looks up and throws. It looked like a professional wrestling thing going on. Like it looked like it was scripted. It, it might really, have been. It could it. Yeah, it could I don't been. know, man. Because McMichael is always a showman. I mean, do you remember his show with Mark Jean Greco? Yeah, where he like stabbed him with a needle and said, "Now you got AIDS." He got drunk on the show. What? McMichael used to do the show drunk a lot. I loved yeah. it. Uh, that, that's what wanted me to get into broadcasting and why I fell in love with Steve McMichael. I used yeah. to stay up every Sunday. It was Sports Sunday with Steve McMichael and Marching Greco. Yeah. And Greco would be on there, and he was a straight man. And McMichael, every week, he would have his little dog with him. And his dog would wear a sombrero, and he would sit there. and was wrestling. McMichael would you know, talk about the game and stuff, but occasionally McMichael would come in, especially after home games, yeah. a little toasted. Of course. The man likes to drink. Yeah. And one time he took a, a needle, and he stabbed Gian Greco, and he said, now you've got AIDS. Wow. And then we never saw him again. That <laughs> was it. McMichael was fired. His, his showmanship left. Was it a real needle? I don't pay that. No. Okay, good. Um, you just thought he put on a show. But to answer part one of your two-part question, uh, uh, you've answered it. About the Bears? About his legacy with the Bears. Yeah. What, oh, part God. one was about wrestling. You started with wrestling, remember? Part oh. two was football. You know, uh, you are asking these questions. I'm just trying to stay on topic and answer Well, them. I appreciate you keeping me on task here. Him as a wrestler, well, it was forgettable, but he won four horsemen, so. Yeah. Woo! And he was a... Uh, Announcer for a while, man. I, yeah, he, he did some he did some cool things in there. I think I think the wrestling fan he's a footnote in it, and he might even be a little annoying uh, to the typical wrestling fan. But is a Bears fan? Hell, hell yeah! I'm glad he did that afterwards. What else, what else did Mongo have going on besides stabbing people on local sports shows with needles? He was the inferior uh, coaching uh, indoor uh, football league. That's right. I think he's still the coach. Tier that aren't the top tier of indoor football leagues, running unsuccessfully for mayor mm-hmm. of, of a local town, I believe. Running a bar, uh, which yes. I think he's successful at. That I think he's... You, people want to go to Mongo's. And he's you still, want to, We should go to Mongo's. We should go to Mongo's. I bet he's there. We should, we should call and see if we can do a remote from there. 
Because they'll I ask you. you. I don't See if he'll join. Yeah, they'll let us. I mean, it. we're kind of the equivalent of uh, one of his football teams, one of those indoor arena teams. Exactly. Yeah. Like we we could talk all slaughter the whole show. Whatever. We I can. don't care. We could figure it out. Didn't uh, McMahon have his hat in that team a little bit too? I I don't. And uh, the last time that uh, Jarrett Payton. Uh, the son of Walter Payton, who's on our rival station right now. Uh, <laughs> the son of uh, Walter Payton, his last time playing professional football was for the slaughter. That's nice. Yeah. Um, McMichael also, you'll occasionally hear him bears pregame on various radio stations. Yeah, it always jumps around. It seems he, like he every get, year it's a different... Yeah. <laughs> he'll get kicked off one of them. Hampton will get another DUI and get kicked off of his morning show, and then he's back on something else. The thing with that. McMichael is he sounds like Dusty Rhodes, who sounds like an old black man. Wow. Yeah. Like, Woo, baby, we go. We love them. Get some football this week, baby. Yeah. Woo. It's that Southern. He sounds, yeah. He's Texan. You know, he was adopted. Road starts Southern. Yeah. I read his book. He's an interesting Mongo guy. Mongo wrote yeah. a book? Well, somebody wrote a book. Somebody wrote a book with his name on it. Yeah. Meg the Merciless. Okay, so Bears regular season's been hey, announced. we got there. We're kicking off the season against Buffalo Bills. Wow. In Chicago. Okay. That's going to be September 7th. That's a game we should win. No yeah, problems. No doubt about it. Is uh, Jim Kelly still playing over there? Uh, no, he is trying to beat cancer. He is working on beating cancer. Yeah. They're 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 pushing. Doesn't look good. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I did catch that. They're they're really behind him. Jim Kelly to Andre Risen in Tecmo football oh, is one of the yeah. greatest combos ever. And then you get Thurman Thomas running it up the middle. And they they got it. Yeah, you're you're right. Tecmo. Yeah, th- that had it. They didn't have coaches in the game yet, but you knew Marv Levy, little digital Marv Levy, was on the sidelines. You, you felt his presence as you were playing the game. Let's be honest. All right, so that's game one, and the Bears get to open up at home this season. Week two, tough one. We're opening up a brand-new stadium against the San Francisco 49ers. Sunday night, 8.30. Boom. Whoa. Niners, a lot of issues going on with yes. the 49ers this Half year. Half the team got arrested. Uh, they tried to trade their coach away. They did try to. They tried to trade Harbaugh away to Cleveland. He that didn't work out. No. What do you think? That that's another night game. There's a night game. There's a lot There's of them. Huh? A lot of night games this year. I'll be darned. Uh, did you catch the holiday news? Well, well, well Thanksgiving. I, I think is what you're uh, alluding to. I, I am alluding to some Thanksgiving. This stuff. Thanksgiving, not only will we watch Peanuts, we also will watch the Bears. Play the Lions in Detroit. We got we got to beat them this year, Al. Yeah, we lost to them twice last year. It kept us out of the playoffs. It did. I mean, yeah. So we're, we get a Thanksgiving game. It's been quite a few years. It has. Do you remember the last time? I really don't. Uh, let me let me contact our stats department here real quick. We'll get to the bottom of this. All right. Uh, week three, we got the Jets on a Monday night, which is another game we should win. And then I like this week four. We're finally getting get a little competition with. Uh, within our own division as we take on the Green Bay Packers in Chicago. Yep. Um, that must-win game. Must-win. It's already oh, a must-win. We haven't even got there yet. It's a must-win. home against Buffalo. Then we head out to the West Coast, San Francisco. Then the East Coast for the Jets. Ugly scheduling, yeah. Oh, wow. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot. Long. Well, New York's not that far to travel to for him. But uh, Green Bay then, huh? At home. What do you mean New York's not that far? It's about an hour and a half flight. No. Oh, yeah. Hour and a half, two hours. Really? Yeah. How long? How long does it take to fly from Chicago to New York? I would say two and a half hours. Um, Toronto to Chicago is an hour and a half. Well, thank you. Oh, Canada. I am a geometry major. I got this. 
close. Geography. <laughs> Two hours, ten minutes flat. Uh, is it? If you get the wind behind you, it's like an hour and a half. That's true. The jet stream moves east. There you go. Eastward. <laughs> Good work. This is what your Lawrence Sports Show. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, we are at 888-787-4827. If you're listening live, at Larger Lawrence and on Twitter, we are members of Chicago's Comedy Accident. We will tell you about an amazing show that's coming up just this week shortly. Al. Yes. So we're coming back home against the Green Bay Packers for weeks. So we got Packers. Then we're going back on the road against the Carolina Panthers. Then we're going to go to Atlanta. Then we go. Okay. We got Miami at home. Then we go to New England. Pretty tough schedule. I mean, you know, Atlanta had a bad year last year, but there's a team that can bounce back. Miami, not that scary, but they have been making some changes. You got yeah. New England. They're scary. Packers, you never know what you're going to get. Jets are a fighting team. The San Francisco 49ers are a good team, but we'll see how they, they respond to all their, their yeah. difficulties. Yeah. After that Patriots game, we do get a bye. I think it's actually the perfect point of the season. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Week nine is a bye. So that's, that's actually exactly what you want. And then guess who we got coming off a bye. We're going to their home, 8.30 start time, late Sunday night game. It is subject to flexing. It's us and the Green Bay Packers. There it is. And then, then, we're, then we got Minnesota at home the following week. Okay. Then we got Lovey Smith, Josh McClown, and those Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, wow. If there's a must win ever, that, that, that one right there is the, the must win of it, is it not? You think so? Yeah, we're not, we're I not, think listen, so. Clark, we're not the Chicago Cubs. We don't need to worry about winning meaningless games. We should win that game. I think we will win that right. game, but it's not a must win. So I, I just broke the 16th. Oh, we're still going here. I'll tell you about that in a minute. All right, well, I'm breaking it down. I'm breaking it down into quarters, like like they do. Like okay, Lovey. Lovey loves to break it down into quarters. After Tampa, of course, we got Thanksgiving. It was a short week. We're going mm-hmm. up against the Lions. That's yeah. Thursday night. The following Thursday night, we're playing again. So we're on that weird shortened schedule. We're playing the Cowboys. And then if we have that Thursday, if we play a game that Thursday, is that the start of the week or the end of the week? Wow. Because then we got, new, uh, we got the Saints on oh, a Monday nice night game. We have the Thursday to Thursday. That's good. And then the following week is Monday night game. Yeah, that's nine days later. Yeah, that, that's right. Four, five, yeah. six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Eight. Yep. Oh, they're giving us plenty of time between. Wow, we have 11 games. So we practically have a second bye week. Yeah. That'll work. That's interesting. That's good. They, they're giving us Thursday to Monday. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Because uh, then you're gearing up for the Saints on that right. Monday night game, and then the following week. And the Saints are a team, tough team, but they're coming to Chicago, and we're, we have a way, we tend to beat the Saints. The Saints, for some reason, we have their number. Look at that. So Thursday night Thanksgiving game, the following yeah. week is Thursday night Dallas. Thursday night's at, or Thursday Thanksgiving's at, Dow, or at Detroit. And then the following week at home against Dallas, the week after that on Monday. So it's home against Dallas on Thursday, December 4th. Monday night, December 15th, home against New Orleans Saints. And then Sunday against the Detroit Lions. We get three of them home in a row there. That's a that's the pretty decent season. right there. Sure. They may be screwing us on travel right at the beginning of the season, but that's not a bad way to end it. And then you get to go up to Minnesota and kind of beat them around like they're nothing. Jared Allen. Well, they are nothing. So, yeah. All right. I, I see that the final game of the season is Sunday, December 28th at Minnesota. It's going to be played outside. It will be the first time that the Bears return there since woo, woo, since Corey Wooten. Ronnie Woo-Woo. No, since oh, Corey Wooten. Knocked Favre. Back at the college stadium, knocked Favre out for the rest of his uh, NFL career. Packers are ending the season against the Lions. Yep. 
they're doing that now. It's yeah. always a division for the end. I dig that. Um, I didn't dig it last year very much. Packers got a pretty tough schedule. Playing the Seattle Seahawks, kicking the season off. Wow. And then they got the Jets. Okay, we, we all got that bye week. Um, Lions, Bears, Vikings, they play all three division games in a row. Um, yeah. Weeks three, four, and five. So that's, uh, you know, that's interesting. That'll kind of define who they are and where they are in the standings right off the bat. Um, they also have Philadelphia, New England, Atlanta. They do have Buffalo late in the season, so they get another bye week there. But yeah, uh, they get quite a few of the same we do, don't they? Well, we play a, we play a division. Yeah, we play an, an AFC division. This year we got the AFC. I think that's East. Will uh, Will Detroit have a have a year of figuring things out again under the the new coach and all of that? I think so. I mean, I, I don't suspect that they're going to have an amazing. Uh, year, but they might be contenders for a playoff berth. I honestly, man, I feel like Chicago should win this division. I feel like the Chicago Bears have a shot at the Super Bowl. And I'm not just saying that as a guy who loves the Chicago Bears, because I do. I honestly believe the differences we have made, the leadership of Phil Embry, and the coaching of Mark Tressman has put together a team that is capable to compete at an elite level. Now, will it happen? I don't know. I think we're going to know within six weeks of the uh, of the season. I agree. But I agree. I mean, if you got a top five offense, and it was year one of that offense, now, baby, you're going into year two. Yep. You're only going to get better. Yeah. Uh, little questions still on the offensive line. I posted on our um, our Facebook page. Uh, yeah. Tell me a little bit about Kyle Long. Kyle Long gives up his outside shoulder, and that, that's a problem. Um, where when when a, a, a defender comes, basically his his uh, non-blocking the cross face. So if you go around his body and you hit that outside shoulder, probably the right shoulder, yeah. you can just bull rush right past him, and he has a hard time positioning himself to block it. He's excellent at uh, the second level. And this was on uh, Bleacher. Pro, was it Bleacher Report? Pro Football uh, Focus. Pro Football uh, Focus. And, and Al's talking about it. You can find it right on our Facebook page, uh, the Larcher and Lawrence and Sports Show. Complete with, like, GIFs. 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 Yeah. The GIFs are fin- That, I am buying a subscription this year. Yeah. Because what they do at that site is, is pro absolutely phenomenal. It's something good to follow. It's well worth whatever they charge. Well, and I don't think it's that much. They're the ones who showed us that the Bears had improved before before they signed um, uh, Jared Allen. Right. At defensive end, they definitely had improved with the addition of Lamar Houston and that fellow up there from Detroit, bringing back Iz from Detroit as well. All of that, very great, very great uh, additions as proven by Pro Football Focus, man. I'll tell you what, we got a a dog in the studio today. It's great to have Olive join us in here. Hey, Olive. Yeah. it's my mother's guide dog. Mom, mom's sitting over there in the studio. I hope she's enjoying what she's hearing. She went to the Cubs game together today, my friend. Really? Yeah. Well, I don't know why you torture your mother like she that. She saw her guy, Ernie Banks, her favorite all-time uh, Cubs player. Is he still alive? Yeah, he's still, he's still doing it. He's still doing it. Hey, look at that Bears schedule again. You said you, you, you truly believe that they, have, they can make the Super Bowl. Right now, just kind of looking at it off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. At heads, both, both, heads. both of them. That's yep. a little perverted, Clark. Just figuring Come it on. out. Nah, it's, hey, that's it's not a whatever. family show. Get out of here. Breaking it down into quarters, I think that first quarter, I think they can grab three victories. Uh, uh, home Buffalo, 
at San Fran, at New York, home Green Bay. Green Bay on the shortened week, that makes me a, a tad bit nervous there, but I think you get three out of four of those. You, you could probably surprise the Packers right about now pretty, pretty well. I, I think I they can beat them at home. Uh, and then the next four, I see two victories there, a guaranteed two. Panthers kind of scale a little bit. Falcons and Dolphins. Falcons uh, turned it up a bit. And then you got the Patriots there. You always got to watch out for them. So that's a solid two. Then in the third quarter of the season, Packers, Vikings, or at Packers, home Vikings, home Tampa, at Detroit, I see three victories there. Yeah. I think you're taking one from Detroit. And then one to the final one, I'm giving us three more victories. That schedule's helping us out a lot. We are uh, we're home versus Cowboys, Saints, Detroit, and then at Minnesota. That is a fine final four games if you're looking at Al. A lot of possibilities going into the final uh, uh, four games of the season. That final is going to be huge. It gives us 11 victories. Are you telling me that 11 victories doesn't get you into the playoffs? It gets you in the playoffs. Gets you a division win. I think it gets you a division win. I'm reading Let's something see. by... Uh... Stefan Mast, Fox Sports. And I just like this one line he wrote here. This, 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 this opening um, sentence. Bleacher Report has their predictions, too, out there somewhere. Wrigley Field celebrates its 100th birthday on Wednesday. And even though the field has seen more losing, boozing, and heartbreak True. than anything else, including winning, it remains a treasured place in baseball. Well written. All right. That's good. Do you know that, that I only had one beverage in the stadium? Well, uh, would you, did you have the mortgage... Uh, the rental property? Well, uh, it, it was. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we took a, uh, a third mortgage out on a rental property here. And uh, I think it was uh, it was funny. The, the regular drafts, Bud and Bud Light, were seven fifty. But uh-huh. if, you wanted, if you wanted the old-style can, they do still have old-style at the park. Okay. The big worry that they weren't going to be serving it. Yeah, you got to. Grab myself an old-style. How much was that? 16-ounce can, seven seventy-five. Oh, okay. Didn't break the bank. No. But it was pretty good. I had myself a Polish... Grab myself a Polish, put some onions on it. What was the name? Well, I was at the wrong stand. It wasn't, well, it was, I didn't name it, Al. Oh. I mean, I, I enjoy my Polish sausages, but, yeah. Uh, it was a little cold. There's a... Uh, oh, I'd like to say thank you to the gentleman sitting in front of my mom and I. He was very kind to us. Uh, he was out of L.A., just came to the game. His first game was pretty cold. It was 45 degrees, but uh, big thank you to the guy from L.A. Did he buy a drink or something, or...? No, he was just, uh, you know, we got the dog there. Uh, he was very uh, courteous about it. We we talked a lot of uh, sports and uh, traveling and things like that. It was cool. This guy sounds boring already. Yeah, it was, it was better in person. All right. Bear signed a running back today. I don't know if you saw that. Thomas Jones. No. Who'd the Bears sign as a running back? They signed, uh, I believe it's a guy out of Kansas City. Okay. Um, All right. Uh, story's loading right now. So they're, they're, they're slowly picking up some more... Uh, some more offensive guys. We grabbed that fella earlier in the week who they think can compete with Wilson for the uh, number three position. Sean Dragon. Okay. And then that, so it, it's looking like they might be going full out defense. The draft, Al, we're two weeks away. I'm excited. We are. Tonight is the anniversary, well, the, the two-week pre what, what am I? What am I talking about? It's not an anniversary. It's uh, Tonight marks two weeks of the eve. In yeah. two weeks will be the eve of the NFL draft. The draft. That will be the Larcher and Lawrence and Sports Show NFL draft pregame show. Hey, do you want to pick up a shift on a Thursday? Yeah, what are you about thinking? two weeks? Huh? About two weeks? Yeah. Huh. 
Let me see. Let me see what's going on. Your fiance, our EP just said you do. I thought we were going to get our draft board out and, and go over to the attic, uh, the Larcher and Lawrence Studios North, which uh, we still have to venture up to. Just working on some sound issues right now. Once we get the sound issues figured out, we will soon be broadcasting some of our shows from the Larcher and Lawrence and, uh, Studios North. But uh, let's try to watch that together. I think there's probably a way to do that. Is there a guy by the name of... Uh, like some kind of coolie fella that we might be able to to work oh, out some kind of a trade with or something. Right, maybe. We could probably give him a little dollar. He does, uh, he does work Thursday, so. Yeah, you know. Sean, I can't pronounce his last name. I think it's Drone. And we're already taking their door guy because uh, door host Billy's going to join us for our, our Wednesday right. pre-show. Uh, he was recently with the Rams. Okay. Uh, signed by the Washington Redskins in 2011 as an undrafted free agent out of North Carolina. Okay. Failed to make the Redskins out of training camp, was picked up by the Chiefs and added to their practice squad. Nice. He made the active roster the next season in 2012, contributed as a, with a reverse, gaining 200, or probably reserve. <laughs> that was a matter of as he, he gained knowledge, or he, he gained a lot of time as a reverse? Yeah, uh, yeah he, ran a re, he ran a reverse and got 233 yards. He ran, he ran a reserve. As a reserve, he gained 233 yards on 59 characters. Speaking of reverses, are, are you planning on continuing to see the Alshon Jeffrey reverse next season? One of my favorite plays of the year. I enjoyed it, it and it worked at least once a game. I bet it does. I bet it does. Too. Well, this is what happens when you have a coach who understands how to set up a play. Oh, my God. When they ran that in the game against the Packers, I know it didn't end up well, but they had set it up, and they had – Faked it like they never faked it before. It was brilliant, my friend. Rich Conti's going to be back and healthy, isn't he? Ugh, don't, come on, dude. Why do I got to do don't that? Don't even do that. And what's are you wearing right now? You got oh. on with some kind uh, of... Today they gave away the uh, Chicago Federals jersey. Um, they were the Federals, and the Arizona Diamondbacks dressed up as the Kansas City Packers. The Kansas City Packers were apparently a baseball team back at that time, the same time as the Chicago Cubs, or I'm sorry, as the Chicago Federals, when they opened up uh, Wiegum Park back then, uh, back on the, the hollowed grounds. You know there used to be a cemetery right there as well. Really? You're, you're a man of cemeteries. Yeah. yeah. I had a, uh, a lovely uh, training session Can I ask today? you real quick? We're down to, I don't know, right there about 10 minutes left in the, uh, in the old live show here. You recently held an Easter egg hunt out there. Mm-hmm. How'd it go? It went well. A lot of people show up. It went good. Yeah? I feel well. Uh, there were uh, hot dogs and different cool things available. We had some hot dogs. We had some uh, Easter egg baskets we gave good. away. There was some uh, tossing, some pin the tail on the bunny. Pin the tail on the bunny. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And, and, and all of it went well. Any piñatas or anything like that? No piñatas okay. this year. Then, yeah, that'd be... Maybe next year. Now... Do you, are eggs hidden like right behind somebody's grave marker and, and things no. like that? No, 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 no. Is there we a separate are, like area or like no digging allowed? No, there's right? no digging. Okay. This is respectful. Well, I mean, it's an area of the cemetery where there's no I don't know burials. How it I've never been. It's there, just so. just land. All right, good. And and everything went well. So you said uh, switching to wrestling for a moment. I'm happy about that going on. You said you uh, you watched that Ultimate Warrior piece. Yeah, I did. Was it pretty amazing, huh? How about it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, they had the camera behind him the whole time, not knowing what the filming would end up becoming. He's about to die, right. Right. Uh, 
But I'll tell you, just seeing the Warrior go through all that, and I have to tell you first, on the WWE Network, I accidentally clicked on another thing, which was the same guys who do the post show. Yeah. I'm not a fan of that show, by the way. Like, that guy who runs it, just not a fan of him, the, the guy with the glasses. Oh, So yeah, it was yeah. that, and then they were showing these clips of Warrior and whatnot. It was all about the Warrior. It was the wrong thing. It wasn't a documentary. Found right. that the next day, found the documentary, and they had used some of the, the – the things for that other show they had pulled out of it. Anyway, yeah. that documentary worked, and it wow. was great. Yeah, I thought uh, so, too. Enjoyed it. It made me feel uh, like I was watching The Ultimate Warrior as a kid again, watching The Neon, and being able to see it from the outside perspective of not just being a diehard Hulk Hogan fan back right. then. Like, seeing the impact that The Ultimate Warrior had on the that sports entertainment business as a whole, Right. Uh, I, I think it's fantastic, Al. Yeah, they did. If people don't know what we're talking about, the Young Warrior was in the uh, in the '90s, early '90s. He fought Hogan at WrestleMania. If you're six. our age, you know you watched him. He shook the ropes. He was crazy. Well, he had a falling out with the WWE. He was yeah. away from the company for 17 years. He basically was he was a very greedy man, and yes. uh, he he made good with. Vince made mistakes though too. Sure, I mean, they, they talked about it. But anyways, he came back to go into the Hall of Fame. Saturday night, he gets inducted in the Hall of Fame. Monday, he gives a speech on Raw as his character. And then Tuesday, he dropped dead. And they had all this footage of him returning and making amends with the, with the wrestling world. And then, ironically enough, or not so ironically enough, he, he dies. And yeah. it, it's a very powerful piece because of the outcome. Uh, making it even that much more interesting. Well, and for those of you removed from wrestling who, you know, you look at it as a fake sport, well, the guys in the documentary, it, it's what they call a shoot documentary where guys are being real about it. This McMahon talked about real moments and the whole thing with Hulk Hogan because at one time there was a WWE versus Ultimate Warrior suit going on. And in, in the meantime, Hulk Hogan had some, he, he went pretty dark on Warrior. And I got to tell you, I'll watch it. I, I believe Hogan's reasoning for it. He felt attacked by the by the lawyer, mm-hmm. by the war, Warriors' lawyer yeah. at the time, and they uh, they were able to make amends. And I mean, Warrior didn't exactly say, "Hey, we're going to be friends" or anything, but he accepted the apology, and that was filmed. Did you catch that part? Right. Well, no, it was yeah. on it from Paul Levue, uh, Triple H, who is a, an executive with the company. Right. They had the cameras with Hogan and Warrior making up, and. Uh, I don't know. Hogan is so fake. I mean, we had Billy Wack on a couple of weeks ago, and he, he, I mean, he, no love for Hulk Hogan, because Hulk Hogan's a bit of a sleaze. Yeah, you don't have love for him either. Who, me? Do you think the I'm whole, a Hulkamania. Do you think the whole thing's fake? What? Everything that Hulk Hogan does, completely fake? I think he's a very calculated, I don't, I just like Hogan at he all. I love Hogan. I just think he's a very calculated human being, and the point I was making with Billy Wack at yeah. the time was, I think you have to be in order to be champion. I think that's part of being the champion. I mean, we see with CM Punk, there's a little bit of greed, a little bit of backstage politics. Right. You have to be able to shove the knife in someone's back in order to get yes. ahead in that business. Yes. That's yes. just the way it is. It's the nature right. of the sport. Right, right. So I, I would have to agree completely with you on that, to be honest. Um, it was nice to see them bury the hatchet. And uh, watching again, like uh, just hearing the words out of his mouth from that Monday night speech, phenomenal. And how about it? The first time that Sting has ever appeared on WWE programming. Who cares? Because he was always WCW. Who Did you see how big cares? those two were, though? When Warrior and him were that tag team? Yeah. And they had no wrestling experience. They were just bodybuilders. Right. And they're in there trying to orchestrate these, these matches. They were gigantic dudes. And they were? HDTV somehow makes everything look like it's, it happened yesterday. 
It's amazing. It, it was a great it was a great documentary. I'm glad you brought it up. Hey, tell me a little bit about um, you're in this comedy group and you're doing a show coming up, I believe. Oh right, yeah this uh, this Saturday night. Live and only in person, 7 p.m., the Underground Lounge, Comedy Accident, returns. It's been one year, Clark. It's been, we are doing scenes that have not been done in six years. We are bringing material back back that's over six years old. We have new material that you've never seen before. We have stuff that is guaranteed to make you laugh. Al, I am so happy that I I found you guys uh, all these years ago now, we have been performing together for a long time. And I am so happy that, that Patrick's there, that Casey's there, that Eric's there, that Philip's there. I'm, I'm happy for everybody that was a member of the show. I'll, I'll even talk about Ryan back in the day. I'll even talk about Jonathan. I was happy about him being there. James Farrell. Uh, I miss James. He helped make us who we are today. And then you, Al, are being a part of this thing with you guys. It, I, honestly, like I, it, it's some of the, the happiest times of my life are performing on stage with you guys. And to be back there... This upcoming week, uh, to be able to be up there and for you guys to make me look like I have uh, a little bit of talent in this body for the uh, for the comedy world. It oh, makes come me, on, I am, I am honored and privileged to perform with you guys. We are doing this show. We're bringing some old stuff back. We're doing some new stuff, and I couldn't be happier. The Underground Lounge, 952 West Newport Avenue, just three blocks south of the 100-year-old Wrigley Field. And I may or may not be jumping back in an old Elvis suit. Ooh, an Elvis suit. And doing a little dancing for you. It's possible. Can't make any promises, but... This fella here has been caught in a trap a long time, and he's ready to break out. That's all that I got to say about that. There is... Let me tell you something about this, Clark Lawrence. This guy, the pride and joy of Kirkland, Illinois, he was on stages doing musicals, uh, hamming it up for years down there. He's one of the finest actors I've ever seen. It is an honor to be on the stage with him, and, and the rest comedy accident, everybody has a story to tell, and we all bring something, and we all bring magic, and we, as a collective whole, make wonderful comedy. Well, thank you, partner. And we, we do it for the people, and I hope to see the people. I'm there. happy with it. I think we're going to have a great time. We'll, uh, we'll have some laughs. We'll have some drinks. All you've got to do is bring a $5 bill with you, put it into a pot, and uh, we're, we're going to be all right. I think the young Grammy's going to help us out that night, don't you? I hear that's what we, I hear. We got a Grammy coming. Yeah, I understand that, uh, guys. Uh, we're we're getting to that to that point of the Larcher and Lawrence and Sports Show again. Doors open for that show at seven p.m. We'll be on we'll be on stage shortly after that. Beautiful. Oh yeah, I'm shaking the ropes right now. Mark's puffing it up over there. Shaking the... Was that it? Oh, that was good. You did it. That was good. Guys, thank you so much for listening to tonight's show. We are building up a heck of a show for a couple weeks from right now where we will be doing the NFL pre-draft show Wednesday night, the night before it, May 7th. Billy the Kid coming in here. Billy, our our draft draft expert. He's a Tampa Bay guy. We're going to ask him what he thinks of Lovey. Lovey down there in Tampa Bay. We'll see if we might be able to get somebody else to join us in the studio. We'll see what happens. We might have a panel, much like our last wrestling show. I'd love to have I love panels. I am a panel guy. If I have a house, I'm putting paneling on the wall. Guys, thank you again. This is the end of our live show. 
at Larcher Lawrence on Twitter. He's Larcher than life on Twitter. He is Al Larcher. He is Clark Lawrence. We this is a Ricky Ricardo production. Larcher and Lawrence. Good night. Have a good night, everybody. Peace and love. Music's back on. Or, uh, right, the, uh, the mics are on again. This is the overtime. Uh, it's not exactly as crisp, technically, <laughs> as the first part of the show. Well, yeah, it is. Yeah? Yeah. Is it? I mean, yeah. listen, your uh, you're engine- you're radio hosting quality, through the roof. Your engineering, well, it needs a little work. Yeah, you're right. Uh, you know, tin cans, we, we finally got the new computer. Once I get Soon. the attic up and running, I'll show you how, how a radio show is run. I cannot, I I cannot wait to see how, how, how it works when it's, really, when it's really getting it done. You know what I mean? I do. Yeah. Uh, one thing here in the overtime that we didn't get to earlier was uh, much Chicago Bulls talk, and mainly it's because they are down to two to nothing. If, if you notice, Al, the lights in the studio, the, the Chicago Bulls lights weren't on. The other night I knocked that one down, and you yeah, do really plug back in. If they don't win this series, you're, I'm blaming you. How you your your light curse? What, what exactly did? I, oh, the, the light curse. The light curse. Hell, man, down to two nothing, and then going on the road. Are you kidding me? Right. I don't know. But the one good news, how about it? Our guy, um, Joe Kim Noah. Uh-huh. I mean, he, he deserves some praise for, yeah, uh, well. for uh, exactly how mm-hmm. uh, he won Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah. That's huge. No. And, and he stepped out of his shell, and he showed up. He made some great plays the other night. Oh, and I've got to tell you, last night, there were some calls that were suspect. I'm not going to be one to talk, except I already brought it up. But that uh that Nene guy, Nene, he uh on a jump ball he held Taj's hand down, took it. it he did ridiculous. Things like that happen though, that's part of the game. It's a veteran move they call it. If if we'd have done it, I'd have been like veteran move. Rick Flair does it all the time. Woo There you go. Yeah, I, I I listen, I'm glad he won it. He deserves it. Um I just you know, he's French. Huh? He's French. He's a French Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, well, He's Joe Kim Noah. Some people. Al, I told you I didn't. I wasn't a fan of him for the first whatever years of his career at Florida. Not at all. And now, now he's there and he's getting it done. DJ uh, had a little bit of trouble once they switched uh, switched defenders on him. They grabbed that guy who was like six seven, six eight, threw him off his game too. Mm-hmm. God, they had that one too. Thought we were going to head over there one one. You can steal one there. Come back two two. We'll see. I guess I guess we'll just see how it goes. Did you see who died this week, sports related? Here's a story of the hurricane. Oh, the hurricane, yeah. huh? Reuben Carter, uh, taking a dirt nap. Was it did Wes Snipes a movie on him? There was a movie done by on him that was actually really good. Yeah, it was uh, solid. It, Denzel Washington, you racist. Wow, that's you racist yeah, pig. Of course. Of course. Because all that I can think about is is black people. I got called so, the N-word so today. Him. Oh, <laughs> the Cubs are back in town. There's a lot more traffic There's around. a lot more traffic, a lot more road rage. Al- and I was on the bad part of the city where people get shot. Okay. And there was a guy there who was, uh, he was enjoying his rap music in the car, but he kept cutting off people. Why's it got to be rap music? And, and you're only bringing this story up now because of, because I, I Because you made a racist comment. Well, because it was rap mu- music. Okay. And what? He, 
He was probably offended by your country music that you were blaring. Kid Rock? Huh? Kid Rock? Oh, my God. That's pretty offensive. It is offensive. All Summer Long is horse shit. I got to be honest. All Summer Long is a good song. Taking two great songs and just screwing it up. great. Oh, that's horse shit. Go live in Detroit. Just move to Detroit. You know what? I just might, buddy. He he narrated that Bad Boys thing. The the 30 for 30 the other night on the Bad Boys came out. It was Kid Rock narrating it. It did nothing but make me hate the Bad Boys more to have him... Be the narrator. You're such a hater. Anyways, get back to your awesome. He's one of us, Clark. You deep? No, he's not. He loves good he's music. He loves. He's a guy who likes. If he likes the good music, then don't fuck it up. Pardon my French. Oh, you're such a woman. Kick, you, I mean, God, don't please. kick Werewolves of London and mix it up with Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah, we all know that those songs sound similar together. Because we God knows it. the kids are listening to both those songs. We don't need you to songs. put it together. It's Anyways, this guy was cutting people off. I got pissed off, so I saw the opportunity. He just cut into another lane, cut off a semi. Yeah. So I whip over and I cut him off. He whips back into the other lane. He parks his car. He comes out. Like in front of you? Like in traffic, he parked. Yeah, car. we're at we're at a stoplight. We're at a stoplight now. Yeah, and uh, are we getting too loud here? No, I, I think we got, just got told to hush it a little bit. I think someone sneezed. Oh, that was a sneeze. Yeah, is it the dog? I don't know. Well, I, well I've heard Olive. Olive has been uh, some flatulence tonight. I've got that. So I see this guy approaching my car, and he he's dressed like a, a gangster, and uh, I, I notice he doesn't have a weapon on him. So I'm not all that concerned. Like you were looking. Yeah, you oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I guess I'm you were. I'm straight smart. Yeah, I this isn't my first rodeo. Yeah. So I roll the window down. If somebody got out, I, I get pissed in the car sometimes. If somebody gets out of the car, I'm probably pissing my pants. I'm going to really? be honest. Yeah, I just, I'm not I, ready for that. No. You know what? It could happen, but I was not in the mood. I wasn't, I wasn't agitated. Really? I, you weren't I, agitated? No, I felt like I showed him a lesson. You already knew there were going to be people parked in your parking spots with their hazards on. How rude is that? Well, I came a little late, so that was past the, the time. <laughs> well, so anyways, you. I roll the window down, and I'm like, uh, can I help you? He's like, if you would have hit my car, I would have punched you in the face. I go, well, I didn't hit your car, so. <laughs> and so then he starts going on and on, and he really? says, this is his city. And I go, well, that explains all the shootings. Wow. And then he said he was going to punch me in the face again. And I'm like, well, are we going to do this or what? He, he thought you were going to be intimidated. Right. He and, thought I was going to be a scared guy. white guy, and I wasn't. I had my shades. I had the Ray-Bans on. I had my new gambler hat on. I was feeling, I was listening to Kid Rock. I was puffed up. I was ready to go. Wow. And then he got back in his car, and he pulled away, and then he went away. I wish you to look back at him and go, it's my city, pal. Well, I almost, I grabbed my thing and I was about to show the Chago tattoo on my wrist oh. and be like, this is my city. But then I was like, what am I doing? Uh, no. I, you, I know. You did that. You really did that, didn't you? You're just trying to look cool right now. Yeah. I hope you showed him and went, this is my, you did. You, you showed him. You go, it's well, my city, pal. See that skyline? The blue is skyline. It's not just the bars like everyone else does. Got it. Boom. Yeah, and that fourth star, it's not for a World's Fair. That's no. for the 85 Bears Super Bowl. Damn, damn tell right them, let them know that. I, I tell people on my tours about how you, uh, how my friend claims that the last star is not. Because I'll tell them about the Chicago flag, and I'll be like, my radio partner, my friend, he always, yeah. I bring you up. I, Thank you. I, I didn't know I was involved in your whole. I do, I do a humble plug for the show. I'm like, yeah, my, my sports radio podcast partner, Al Archer, went tonight at 7 o'clock. So soft. It's a soft That's plug. brilliant. Yeah. He uh he has the flag tattoo, but his last one isn't for the World's Fair. His last star is for the eighty five. Eighty five, yeah. That's well, mine. Al, I'm I'm happy you survived that instance. Uh, it's funny though. I, I'm glad you mentioned that because I, at my job, 
uh, right before a burial, I usually, I'm like, my condolences, by the way. My friend, my co, my radio partner, Clark Lawrenson, he couldn't oh, be God. here, well, uh, no. but he wants to give his condolences you as well. well. You can listen to us 7 o'clock on, uh, <laughs> and then we lower the casket. All right, then. Well, Clark and Division. Boom. There it is. There it is. Uh, Al, as always, it has been a pleasure. Uh, it's been a pleasure working with you. Wow, that's, that's Boom. Sorry about that, folks. Yeah. Jesus. Holy goodness. Uh. I, I did have it cranked. What you do to me? All right. Well, those of you who just heard that will appreciate when we do go over to the attic and Al shows me how to... Properly, proper modulation, Clark. Proper modulation. Coming soon to the Larcher and Lawrence's Sports Show podcast. Episode 76. Long live Steve McMichael. 77 coming up. And John Tate. John Tate. Great bear offensive lineman. Are you always a fan of 76 now? Does he need to earn your respect? If you're wearing 76, you better be somebody. Okay. There's been some scrubs who put that jersey on since then. Yikes. Yeah. Thanks again for listening. Larcher and Lawrence at Sports Show. As always, it's been a pleasure my talking. It's been a pleasure talking. It's been a pleasure working with my friend Al Larcher tonight. It's been a pleasure working with my buddy Clark Lawrence. Have a good night. We'll catch you next time on the Larcher and Lawrence Sports Show. This is a Ricky Ricardo production. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Merle Haggard, and you're listening to Big Isle Archers. Stay tuned. Uh, either next week or in the upcoming month, are we going to be able to play the uh, the entire Merle Haggard Al Archer interview? I think so. It's about yeah. 10 years old. We'll spend the overtime playing that. That's something I think people want to hear. I, right. I know I do. Let's do it. All right. All right, good night. Good night. Hey, Randy Travis here. Be sure and listen to the morning show. Big Al, your pal, your country alternative, 98580. By the powers vested in me, by the Federal Communications Commission, I command you to get on the microphone in a serious manner and continue this broadcast. We really got a brain ring. I'm the artist that's generally known as OG with the man with whatever.